On today's episode, Conzi brambles on about those bones, while Brian couldn't quite figure out what the other story was about Boromir. Welcome to Wisco Dice. Welcome to Wisco Dice. Hey, yo, what's it going, man? Oh, really? Pretty good. All right, hey, it's Conzi with the most here, maintaining his weight as usual. I unfortunately don't have a weight loss, but I don't have a weight gain to report. I'm joined in the studio today by... Stark Raving Mad, or hey. Brian. Hey, Brian. So... <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. Tons of gaming to close out the weekend here. Yeah, a lot of really strong, heavy gaming weekend this week. Both of us, really, actually. Lots of Warhammer to talk about. So let's go ahead and try to get into it. So let's start with mentioning what we talked, or what we're going to talk about today. What, what's, what's this show about? Uh, mostly a battle report, I think. Yep. We're going to basically do a battle report with uh, your Bretonians, right? Yeah, new Brett list I'm trying out. New Brett list you're trying about uh, against my Tomb Kings, which I've been playing pretty pretty consistently uh, quite a while, for yeah. quite a while. I think the last... I've got a few games now with with the Dwarves that I've been doing, just kind of yeah. for something, change of pace. But yeah, it's been... Dwarves have been... Or, yeah, Dwarves. No, the Tomb Kings have been, <laughs> been what I've been playing, so I wanted to play those uh, against you. And this is kind of also... Uh, a follow-up a little bit to our episode a couple episodes ago when we did the Bretonian review. So it's kind of a neat kind of follow-up to that episode. Watch them kick some butt, most likely. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think uh, you're going down. You know, I've got some, some tricks in store for you silly niggets. I try to mess stuff up all the time, it seems. so. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, let's go ahead and, like usual, let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby. Uh, have you been making any progress, getting anything done? Uh, hobby a little bit. Uh, the only thing I've really worked on, I guess I talked to, I was anxious to paint something. I decided the itch got big enough, I busted out the ghouls again. You overcome that that frustration of playing the vampire counts to finally put some more paint on them? Yeah, I even brought them out and played them. <laughs> yeah, I did. You played them yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my ghoul work, I have like 10 more or less done now. I just have to finish the basing on the 5. I do have to put like the hard coat spray on them. I haven't gotten to doing that yet. But yeah, I like them. They look good. I should put a blog post up for them, but I haven't gotten that far yet, yeah, unfortunately. Definitely, definitely seeing them in person yesterday, it, it definitely starting to look like an actual unit versus... Yeah, 10's actually a quarter of that 40-man block I have already, too, yeah, so it's definitely it, some progress, but... Five in there kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> Ten, it looks like I got it's that starting front to look, rank, and yeah, it looks yeah. like you're doing something. Yeah, it actually is starting to look like you're you're making real progress yeah. finally, which is really cool. I guess I mean any painted stuff goods, but I've actually had a lot of people have commented say yeah they look good or whatever because I kind of they ask and I told them I just started painting kind of thing you know so that's really good some good encouragement when you get compliments to keep painting. They do really look good. I mean, they're, I like them a lot. They're you know they're better. They're really better than most people's tabletop standards. So you know from first off you're painting it, they are really good. I really hope you keep up that encouragement uh, as you uh, get busy here with the yeah, fall schedule. I'm sure I'll have a lot of effort when I don't actually get to work on them. So <laughs> <laughs> when I do find the spare moment to work on them. I'm, yeah, excited to be still painting them. It's definitely cool getting some painted models, and hopefully that unit won't be too far off. Yeah. Hopefully I'll see the unit done soon. But, yeah, I did mention I busted them back out to play them. I brought them to the game store Tuesday night. There were some new guys there. 
Uh, so I just ran one 500 point game. Yeah. It was, I more or less, he had high elves pretty much from the island of blood. So I drew up 500. It was a unit of ghouls, unit of zombies, and a level two vampire, and a unit of dogs. I think I, that's what I've ran before for 500 points. And yeah, I ended up beating him. I guess he is pretty new to the game. And the island of blood set isn't too good for, I mean, there's not many ranks there, and he didn't really have terrible amounts of staying power to outlast me raising. So that was a pretty easy win. I just kind of surged forward and he charged my stuff and I ended up winning. Kind of typical new guy stuff that you hopefully, I think there was, there was a dad and his two kids that came out. So yep. it's kind of encouraging getting some new blood coming yeah, it was out. Yeah, cool. I hope they all had fun. Yeah, I mean, they I, all got games. Yeah. And, and and I know they play 40k as well. So hopefully it helps us get a foothold because the, the last square has this huge 40k crowd. Yeah. And anything we can kind of try to do to, to get that, start getting that foothold in that 40k crowd because a lot of those guys do have fantasy army so the more you get a foothold there the more you get that that cross speciation like i don't mind playing some 40k and coming in and bringing out like my cast marines or something once in a while if uh those guys come you know more of those guys come over and cross the waters and and stop in on tuesdays and play some fantasy yeah i've never actually played some 40k either i guess i used to get the general gist of it when we shared the game night because i saw a lot of play so i understood it a bit now i have no clue for sure but the star command Marines maybe would show up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the one-off painted model. Yeah, you have one Marine. And that's all you need, right? <laughs> yeah. If he's Buzz Lightyear, you can I, kill I, everybody, right? I've read the fluff. One Space Marine versus thousands of Tyranids or <laughs> or Orcs or whatever. That's 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 a fair match, right? Hopefully. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, it was kind of encouraging to see some more bodies out because there's been some. So with school starting back up, there's there's some talk about some guys that are that, are, that have been regulars on our on our yeah. Tuesdays now for my, quite a while that are we're going to start missing. Myself, I have class Tuesday night, so I won't be there. And uh, Nick, he's the yeah, Empire guy. Nick, the, Nick he's unsure of what's going to happen with him too. Yeah, so. and he was he wasn't out this week, nor yeah. did he make it out yesterday for uh, the WWHFB Tournament of Champions, which we kind of alluded to a little bit there. Yeah, it's too bad he didn't make it but yeah that was my other whole lump of gaming was the tournament of champions yesterday so let's talk a little bit about that so that's the first ever time the was the wisconsin warhammer fantasy battles league has done usually the tournament the we run a league term three league terms a year and each at the end of each league term you take the top four or the top six depending on how many people are really kind of participating it's kind of play it by ear uh, of players from the region or from the league as it is right now and have a playoffs where it's a single elimination kind of event. So, uh, and it's paired up the guy who's in first will play against the lowest guy. So the guy that would be in like fourth and the guy that's in second will play against the guy that's in third. And, and if we did a six man, the first and second player rank guys get a first round bye. Yeah. So usually we did that per region too. Per region, it but, used to be per region. The first term this year we did it across the league, yep. um, which there was a little confusion. So I thought, hey, and there was talk about doing a tournament. So I'm like, hey, I'll just run with this and I'll actually make it happen. It worked really good. Yeah, I thought so. We had ten people show up, which you know that's a little discouraging, but it's the week after Gen Con. There's some other events that are coming up right around the same. Same time frame, so I didn't necessarily expect a lot of people to travel, but we got a good chunk of the Madison guys. It seemed like didn't didn't either turn out or didn't know about it, which is strange. I, I know I I know I talked it up. Yeah, I thought some of the that one group of kids thought 
I, at least though, I thought the high elf dude would have been here. Well, he said he but, had something, oh, he had else, something going else going on. Okay. Yeah, he, he had something else going on, and I think because he had something else going on, Nobody, a good chunk yeah. of that group didn't come either. Yeah, it seems like they're all all or nothing with that group. Pretty kind of much. And then, uh, which is kind of unfortunate, but that's part of that's one of the things the challenges with Warhammer is breaking into those groups, and at least they're coming to the store and playing. Yeah, now it's more sure. of just breaking into the groups and and getting more intergroup mingling. Uh, but the, a good chunk of Milwaukee guys came up. So the dreaded meal yeah, came up a, with, with his son and Danny Seaton. So those three were together. They kind of came up, and um, so we had a we had a ten, ten players total, including I had to I had, we had an odd we had odd players, so I ended up having to play the ringer, which was fine as the ringer. But I, <laughs> I I whipped out my dwarves that I played on Tuesday night against Dustin, which was that was a good game too. It seems um, like you were having I've fun. Had, I've had doors. a blast out of all of the dwarf <laughs> games. I haven't won. A, oh, I won one. I won my last game yesterday, uh, yesterday yeah. in the Tournament of Champions. But otherwise, I've lost all the games. It's really a silly list. My dwarf list, it's a dwarf lord with a two-up armor save from Grommel Armor, Shield, and the Rune of Stone with a Master Rune of Spite for four-plus ward save. Uh, plus one attack on his weapon, on his hand weapon, and plus two strength. So he's five attack, strength six, weapon skill seven, tough five, two up armor, four up ward. So pretty, pretty solid guy. Not a super tank, but you, a lot of times you get a, you get still that tough. dwarf lord. Yeah. He's still ridiculously tough. And a lot of people see a dwarf lord, they just avoid throwing attacks <laughs> at him. So. Yeah. I'm fine with that, and if you want to throw attacks at it, he's strong. He's good enough. He should survive against almost everything but the toughest guys. Yeah, at least for a round. Or at more. least round or two or three, and that's exactly what he does. You, I, I, I the only time I lose him is from uh, so far has been from break checks, not from, not from uh, losing him to combat kills. Nice. And then I have uh, a BSB that I take in that list. It's uh, uh, I have it's just a runic banner. With the five plus ward save rune, I take a rune of battle on it, and I took the one one use only take a break tech on a single d six, which is really nice. And then I have two rune smiths, both armed with great weapons. One with the master rune of Gromrel to get a one up armor save, and he's also got the master rune of challenge, so I can force somebody to charge me or flee. Ooh. And then I have the other one has the master rune of balance, a master uh, rune of stone for a th- so it gets him to a three up armor save, and a dispel scroll or the rune of spell breaking for a dis- essentially a dispel scroll. So really strong anti magic too because it's a plus two extra dice, a, the taking one of your dice away, so it's really plus three dice a phase, and then uh, the rune of spell breaking just in case I need to stop a big spell or I need to stop a spell shut down a phase. So it's it's been really good at stopping magic. Yeah, you, I played you yesterday and you definitely <laughs> were shutting down the magic pretty well yeah i do that pretty, pretty well rough stealing well getting all those extra dice is the biggest thing i guess then the the core of the army is 47 dwarf warrior or dwarf long beards with hand weapon shield no great weapons mostly because you don't have a model that way nope i don't have i don't have great weapon models yeah that's that's really the bottom line and then i and i kind of wanted to play with the idea can a big enough unit of long beards really get the job done and then I have a unit of 30 Iron Breakers, largely because my hammers are not painted right now. And, of course, Clonesy Challenge says I have to play with painted. Because <laughs> a couple of years ago, I decided I was going to repaint my hammers. Yeah, it seems like hammers always outwin over Iron Breakers. For the same points, the hammers are built in stubborn. 
and Lord gets him immune to fear and terror. So uh-huh. it's really pretty easy choice when you start thinking about it compared to uh, three plus armor save, and you lose the you don't you don't get the great weapon on the Iron Breaker either. Yeah, I guess not. So the hammers tend to be a little killier. Then uh, I have I take a cannon, no magic runes on it at all, and I have a grudge thrower that I take the plus one strength rune, and then I had just enough points to get the reroll misfire result rune. Did you have no points that you wanted to put on the cannon, or you just I didn't, wanted just didn't it have there. the points left okay. to get anything I really wanted. Otherwise, you probably would have re-rolled the misfire or something, maybe. I thought about putting the flaming on it and then putting flaming yeah. on the grudge thrower, but then I, I'm i just like, ah, I'll just do it this way instead. It's nice to have one not flaming, too, it yeah. seems. Just watch out for the dragon helm or the Kadai or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And with one of our regulars at the store playing Chaos, Team, or <laughs> Chaos, Chaos Wars Dwarfs, quite yeah. a bit, I'm like, ah, I better look out for Kadai, so I, I didn't take that anywhere. So yeah, we uh we did play our first the first round. It ended up being paired off. You were you were uh probably the last. I was one. the last one. You were the last up. one there. Yeah. And I was trying to get people to their tables and stuff. So uh, we just ended up playing our first round, um, and that was really a slugfest that ended up. You just had enough to outgrind me and break the long beards. And at that point, it was uh, blood and glory. So I broke on fortitude and yeah. the game was over. Yeah. I've been, I ran the same list I was playing last when I, <laughs> I only played it the one time against the demons, but it's my big ghoul horde. Uh, the vamp, my vampire lord as red fury goes in there and like the ogre blade and, uh, quick blood, kind of the usual build for that. And I got the white king BSB. So my, uh, ghouls can have a banner and I think he has, uh, the dragon helm just so he gets one more pip of armor on them and then i have two units of zombies starting at 24 models with a standard and then also have the six hex race which i did nothing with yesterday <laughs> you had two direct hits on them which made yeah, short grudge, work of them with your like, one magic attack on, yep. yeah so that was rough and then i have a pile of other ethereal the five karen race with a banshee a lone banshee character and then i have three lone spirit hosts to kind of mess stuff up and yep. that's the gist of my list so when I'm not playing demons, it seems to work pretty well. All my games were good yesterday. Uh, yeah, that was our first game I played against you. Uh, the second game was, you say his name was Dan, Danny? Uh, you were playing against Skaven? Yeah, yeah, I played so against Skaven. Danny. So that the game, week. I won, <laughs> like, that game went really good for me. Uh, his list was like two Doom Wheels, a unit of Clan Rats, used a unit of Gunner Runners. Those were like big 30 man hordes, I think. And then he also had a horde, uh, whatever the plague, Plague Monks. Plague Monks, yeah, with the two-hand weapons but no armor, and they're frenzied. So they yep. had, like, four attacks apiece. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, we played on a dwarf table for that one, so there were some impassable twi- pillars around. And we kind of met right next to the t- uh, pillars. Uh, his He had, like, the whatever, the big fighty general dude. I don't remember what they're called. But he was in the unit with the gutter runners along with the uh, warp lock engineer and then the whatever, the gracier, the level four. And they met my ghouls head-on. And my ghouls tore them up a little more. I think they actually got the charge on me. But then I was able to rate... Well, I broke them off in the first round. And then I was able to heal them all back. And then I got charged by the Plague Monks. We both killed the crap out of each other. But I was able to heal myself. And then the next round of combat, I was able to wipe them. And then his gutter runners just kept running the whole game. So his level 4 was out of it. So that was pretty rough. I was just doing magic at will. I think I... I raised two extra units of zombies, and by the, like, we quit on turn four, I think he called it. I had, like, 
at more than 30 in each of those units. So I had like a good 150 zombies on the table. And then my ethereals were able to lock down the doom wheels. Like I held it up with my spirit, one of them up with my spirit hosts a couple rounds and then some zombies got to him and just the static res was able to beat it out and then also beat the other one off with the Karn race after a few rounds. So it went pretty rough for him and I just had a million zombies and they weren't really going anywhere. So that made short work of that game. That was just a whatever. I don't remember what that, scenario was, that was called. Um, so we went from, we went from, uh, it was meeting blood engagement. glory to meeting engagement yeah, for round was, two. So yeah, the meeting engagement didn't really affect anything at all. I think my, general and karen ray started off the board or something but i was lined up pretty deep in the on the edge so that didn't really matter and all his his he didn't have one unit held back so all of his stuff was there and that put me up two wins so i ended up on the top table for the last one i think to win there's no way i could have won overall i don't think because well, i didn't have fully painted yeah you think if you would have beat me Maybe. on that table you would have been tied for it yeah or something like that, and then Someone I would have had, had to have looked at. Yeah, it would have been tied, and we'd it would have been the, the, it would have been the only situation where I would have had to look at the tiebreaker of strength of schedule, and I'm not sure that your strength of schedule would have beaten Meals. But I did not beat Meal. It was a straight up battle line. Uh, he has run his empire. It's pretty similar to a lot of empire. You know, the demigriffs, uh, big horde, uh, halberdiers. He has a small bunker. Uh, I think they're swordsmen or something with the uh, level four with life casting dwellers all over the place. A hurricaneum, which is annoying. That plus one hit sucks. Well, plus one to hit sucks. <laughs> it's always close to his units. He had a detachment of swordsmen too. And then a steam tank, uh, cannon and a hell blaster. And right away he, uh, dwellered my ghouls. I lost like half the unit to that. And with the level four, he was keeping my raising under wraps i would only get like one spell off well one raise off a turn so that i couldn't bring the ghouls back fast enough because he was also shooting them with the hell blaster from the second round i kind of moved my ethereal stuff weird but i was able to get to the steam tank so that wasn't shooting at least hug because yeah they tried but he dwellered them once and cast something else on them once so i only ended up with two race by the time they got to the still hug to the thing but Hug. With Laura Life, he, I was like doing one runes pretty steady <laughs> every combat round, but he kept healing it back with Laura Life when he had nothing better to do. And the Demigriffs, they got tangled up with my spirit hosts and along with the swordsman detachment charged out. Eventually, he beat out my ethereals, including like my banshee and my couple spirit hosts and the hex race all fell to those guys. Apparently, Shield of Thorns <laughs> it works really good to beat ethereal stuff he took out all of them with that he cast it on the demigriffs to take out the hex race and then on the swordsman to take out my spirit hosts so that was kind of sucky but at least they were dead before combat so he was kind of a sitting duck there so i was able to get my charge off with the zombies i broke the swordsman and which allowed me to overrun into the demigriffs so i locked them down with like 30 zombies for the rest of the game but Eventually, my stuff got mucked up in the middle. I had to bail my general out of the unit of ghouls because there was only like seven left or something. So he wasn't even going to get the lookout sirs. He kept firing the cannon at him. And he bailed back to a new unit of zombies I made with my necros in it. So they were kind of in a bunker behind the few ghouls. And my stuff got mucked up. He blew through my other unit of zombies with the halberd ears and 
then that overran into my ghouls, which got blown up because there was only a few left, which overran into my <laughs> bunker and killed the two necros. There was enough zombies there. It didn't matter. But losing all the ethereal stuff and the ghouls was a big chunk of points. And I only... I killed his swordsman. I think that was the only thing I took out of his. So that was a pretty rough game. I played it well, I think. Meal's a really tough player, so... Yeah, you looked like you weren't... Dwellers like, was really rough. I mean, I was playing, I didn't really get wiped, but it was still a handily one game by Meal. <laughs> did, did, did playing against uh, a player of kind of that caliber help help you learn some things that maybe you were doing wrong or look at the way you approach a game a little bit differently? A little bit. Meal's very good at playing angles of stuff. I think that's what I messed up quite a bit, or he made forced me to mess up. So, like, positioning just of units like there was impassable pillars on this table it was another dwarf ta- table yeah, table was, one was a dwarf table he was trying to cut off my charge on the steam tank and i don't know Mule's just a very good tactical player so dwellers made it pretty easy but <laughs> yeah. i don't know he handled he seemed to be in control the whole time i guess i did get a really good curse of years off and he forgot to dispel it so i did I got the Hellbeard Ears down to like one rank and I tried another Curse of Years because he had an Arch Lector and a BSB in there. They both ended up with one wound on him, but couldn't quite finish him off ever. So that would have helped. That's tough, but yeah, it sounds like you had, it sounds like you yeah. had a great day of gaming. It yeah, it was a, a, a long day of gaming. Probably the, the best, one of the best players in the state. Yeah, really. that was gonna, I don't even know. It would have been really bad luck for him for me to come out and win it, I think. <laughs> He miscast quite a bit, but still that level four stuck around and was always healing our wound back from the spell sure. buff or whatever, the attribute. There we go. But it was still a fun day. I didn't run into any demons, so my ethereals held out all right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that was that was so. probably, a, you know, you got to do, at least try to do what you wanted to do all day. So that probably helped. Yeah, I think it was um, a good day. I played, I played against uh, my round two. I played against... Uh, uh, hobby killer Mark and <laughs> Mark was playing his demons, kind of a mix of Nurgle and uh, Zinch with no no skill cannons, just straight up Nurgle and Zinch. Yeah, I was kind of surprised he didn't bring him for the tournament, but yeah, yeah, he didn't need him. He still did pretty well. No, he did really well. And uh, being that he's the he, tournament champ, he walked over. Yeah, he walked. <laughs> he walked over me pretty good. I I just didn't have enough units to deal with all the stuff. Yeah. And I did make him like at the end of the game. I I probably deployed pretty badly with the artillery, and I could have protected that a little bit better. But the it, I did last the the longbeards did what the longbeards I was hoping they would do against everybody, stuck which in is a just really long stick time. in for a really long time. Uh, and not break. So, and that's kind of the goal. All that static res makes it really hard to beat me. I'm going in that unit has, since the Longbeards have a rune of battle on them, the BSB goes in that unit, they have a rune <laughs> of battle on them. You know, there's I know, three I kept... ranks, the two banners. That's five, you know, that's five, six, seven combat res you got to overcome before. And then, and then you still got weapon skill five, string four, yeah. Longbeards, so with a four up armor save and six up parries. Cause yeah, when I faced them with the ghouls, I was, Killing more dudes than you, but with all that static res, I kept losing combat. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. The, the kills were close, but yeah. it was the static res that pushed me over the, gave me the edge to get yeah. those extra crumbles. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was, a a, a game that I, I think I could have played a little better. 
just from the deployment perspective. But when you only basically have four deployments, yeah, and you make a big mistake on one of those, it really bites you. In, it bites you in the rear. And that one you have to deploy. Did you play first or second? I deployed second. All right. So That's, I knew yeah. where all the stuff was. That helps a bit. Meeting engagement's rough having to put all your stuff. But that out also there. meant that he got to go first, which means that's one well, round just of stole shooting. The initiative, man. I tried. <laughs> I, I suck. Sorry. And then my third round, I played against. Uh, so it was, you know, basically the bottom table at this point. Uh, I played against uh, the dreaded apprentice, Meal Son. Ah. He was running and vampires. He was playing Meal's old vampire counts, which the list is really a pretty tough list. A lot of ethereal in it. A lot of uh, so he has the uh, same spirit host kind he of had thing a and big yeah three three little spirit banshees, hosts. I think. Uh, yes, some banshees. He had three wraiths in the skelly block. He had a unit of skeletons with three wraiths in it. Oh really? Uh, and then he had yeah three wraith characters, and then he had a uh, uh, big block of ghouls that he didn't put any characters on. And he had a big block of graveguard where he left them unsupported. And those were a great weapon graveguard mm-hmm. and. Uh, he had uh, his vampire, and he he did not have a vampire lord, if I remember right. He had a, he had a master lord. necromancer, yeah, yeah. A master necro, and uh, then a hero vampire BSB, and a another necromancer, and uh, he ended up charging the skeletons with the graveguard into my longbeard block, and that was really a mistake because with the way he hit the skeleton block hit my dwarf lord which is basically the only magic weapon i have in the army that oh, can hit so those, you're getting able to get all those so I, just, <laughs> I just basically killed a wraith a turn until he was down to a wraith yeah when you and can... then as when he was down to a wraith he was forced to have to start stepping up his other characters <laughs> and i just kill care i would kill I'd so kill the blood. necromancers killed... were in there too then? yeah yeah oh, all okay. the necromancers the vampire three wraiths all in the skelly block <laughs> wow. and if he doesn't charge that in there and he just trams the graveguard in there he, he might be able to pop enough Enough magic into me to slowly whittle, you know, enough magic into well, the graveyard to keep him back, him, yeah. raise him back, and keep his bunker out of it, and then eventually bring his ghouls around. Yeah. Plus, he could have, he would have had the flexibility to move his bunker so that his ghouls could march, so he could get his ghouls around and be able to flank me and stuff. And it just he, he's he, a really new he, player. Yeah, I think it was like his eighth or ninth game yeah. of Warhammer at that point, counting the tournament games. And I tried <laughs> to help him, but he was also tired. He's a younger, younger kid. Yeah. You know? And he got beaten all the time. So he got beaten a little bit. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he, uh, we tried to help him have a good time though. And, yeah, and I think I he still like playing. He anticipated that that he wasn't necessarily gonna to win any games. That he was gonna push around models and just have a good time. So yeah, the dreaded one ended up winning the, uh, the tournament champion. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. So yeah, Brian couldn't knock him off. Uh, <laughs> so dreaded meal. Good luck. Uh, congratulations. And then. uh uh, Mark, Mark, the hobby killer, uh, from here from <laughs> Madison, won the mini tournament for the basically to determine who is the best, uh, of the top six qualifier qualifying invited players. He made, he was the top one in points. So he got the league, league term two championship and he only lost the one game that day. And he had a full, he was one of the few guys that had a fully painted force. So he all those little extra bonus points helped him edge out. Hell, yeah, he had the victory over the over the other over uh, yourself and uh, yeah, because I had the Big Ben. Same, I think we were both two wins, one loss. Big Ben was two wins and a loss. You were two wins and a loss, and the hobby killer was two wins and a loss. But yeah, he had fully painted to beat. Yeah, fully painted. Yep, got it out. So that was basically the 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 tournament of champions. Then we so that was a lot of recap there. (laughs) What else did we do? We uh, I guess hobby wise. I 
finally finished my new Dwarf Lord conversion. And I started paint, I started getting a little bit of paint, getting a test color scheme, kind of just the initial colors onto them. I haven't really worked up the colors or anything, just to getting kind of kind of layering in the colors and getting a feel for do I like it visually and making some decisions about maybe how, do I do the cloaks different than the trim and those kind of things while I'm still kind of fiddling with it. Are you actually going for these dudes for your next army project? I don't know if I'm going to. I really like don't this know. model. Yeah. I really like the <laughs> model. So I got the, it's a, the dwarf. Avatars of uh, War. Avatars of War, Thunderlord. Thunderlord yeah. And so he's, I did a little conversion on him to give him an, an axe, and I'm going to give him a shield, which I haven't decided what shield I'm going to give him because I, I don't want to use GW. I don't like the GW. Not that I don't like the round GW shields, but I want more of a shield than the plain round one. So I've been, I haven't really bought shields yet. Sculpted up. Are you yeah, going to do it for like, gonna, whole hammers? Do, or this something? is what I'm going to do for the entire army. Is this oh, the whole army. shield style. So I'm looking for something I can get in bulk. I think that would, yeah, add some snap pizzazz. To something it. extra. Something, <laughs> I'm looking for, uh, if I ended up doing more of an army than just this kind of, one model, then I want to do, uh, I want it, I want it to be easily replicated across the entire army. And I'm not, so I'm not going to try to sculpt something or make something too converted, uh, in the shield department. So you're pretty unsure about your next army project? Uh, yeah, I'm still. <laughs> I still got some stuff I want to get back to working on on the Tomb Kings. I got the get Flames of War Third stuff Sphinx I'm doing. Study. Yeah, I got. Eventually, <laughs> I'll start the Third Sphinx project. And yeah, I haven't really, really gotten much further than that on on deciding what I want to do for the next project. Yeah. project. Seems like you've been doing lots of Flames of War though. I have been working on a lot of Flames of War, but I, I think the the big thing that I've really been working on lately that's really taken a lot of hobby time. Is just fiddling with the uh, her start stuff and oh, getting yeah. getting those projects completed. So I just finished. There's a like a prison tower mold, and I cast enough to actually build it. So I actually finished building one, and I've still got to do the. I want to do uh, the wire gate like they recommend for the top jail cell kind of room. But I I got it all primed up, and we actually played it, or we're going to play our game on it uh, with that actually on the table. So. The, I, I really like the way it turned out. I'm, I'm looking for. I gotta get it paint. I gotta finish painting it up. It's just prime gray right now, but it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I like the look of it. I, all of her start stuff looks great. And then I got three new. Since I got three new molds at Gen Con, I which we didn't even mention yet. I was at Gen Con, and you can see the blog post about the the miniatures events that I saw, or the miniatures booths that I saw, the things that I thought thought were of note this year, and why a war gamer might want to. Go uh, go to Gen Con and check things out, especially a, a Warhammer Fantasy player. But uh, the three new molds, one of them, uh, or I wanted to get a bunch of casts on them. Especially the one of them allows me to do these kind of round, rounded off corners. It does. It's like a three inch well, tower. Like a tower and then or it, it can do a three inch tower yeah. with it, and then I can do these rounded off uh, corners. So like on a on like a tower or something like that, I can do like this like rounded off balconies. Mm-hmm. So I can do that with it, and then I can do, uh, and then I can do this fountain as well. So it's kind of there's it's really nice little multi-part, uh, multiple molds just from the recommended stuff that they give instructions on the Her Starts website to do with it. So I, I'm really excited to get kind of that to the point where I can start putting those together. And the next Her Starts assembly project I've got, I've gotten all the, I've gotten enough bricks cast and everything for, is that they have the Wizard's Tower mold, and I'm gonna build, and so this will be the second time I've built one of these, 
And I'm thinking this time around, because this one's from my own personal collection, I'm going to build it and add the rounded balcony to the top. There's a tower, a secondary tower to the Wizard's Tower. It's like a, oh, okay. like a keep, and then it's got this little extra little tower that comes off of it. And I'll put cool. a little rounded balcony at the top of that. Which I think will look, it'll give it a little that extra pizzazz and a little bit different look than the stock mod, than the stock build. Sounds cool, yeah. So I'm hope I'm I'm looking forward to getting that built next on the project. So I've I've been I've been doing a lot of just casting bricks. I've been casting a lot of bricks. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting close. You like you knew how much more, uh, I had about 25 pounds. Oh, you're of, running out of that <laughs> of uh, yeah dental plaster, and I'm probably down to like five or six pounds you left. So one. yeah, I'm gonna have to order <laughs> up another box, another 50 pounds of it pretty quick. It'll be my third box. You also got a handful of random bits from your Gen Con trip yeah. too. Yeah, I did a. Uh, so yeah, I was at Gen Con. I did pick up, I did attend the Hearst Arts seminars. Well, I, one of my seminars got canceled, unfortunately. Oh, really? The first one, which was basically how to pour bricks. Ah. But then he had a funeral to attend or something. The guy was running it. Yeah. So he showed did. up and did the the advanced assembly course. And he did during the advanced assembly course. He took a big chunk of time to kind of go over how to cast. And now I didn't do the how to cast with a bunch of the other newbies. I did watch it, and I got. I, I don't know that I got a lot of pointers out of it. I think the big one that I got out of it was there that was mentioned, and they didn't show it, but they they talked about it. Was taking a piece of glass when you pour your molds, and instead of scraping the molds off the top, Step putting a piece right of glass on the, on the top, and letting that kind of push it out. And that's a pretty good idea, I guess. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I might play with that. That might be a little bit faster, more efficient way when I'm pouring molds to get that done. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and then he talked about, uh, different types of plaster that he was, that he has used. And he was kind of a fan, a real fan of do, using hydrostone. And I can see it from a cost perspective because it's about 50% okay. less cost than like I'm, like I'm using a, what's called, what's termed, it's dental plaster, it's branded Merlin's Magic. And that's what I use. But I noticed right away when he, he gave away, or there's all these bricks that we were using for the advanced assembly. You got a bag of bricks. And since he felt bad about spending so much time doing kind of the whatever, he ended up giving everybody two bags of bricks, partially because he didn't want to have to haul them home either. <laughs> and so, so I got two, so I got these two bags of bricks. And when I'm working with trying to fiddle with, you know, just laying them out and kind of as he's talking us through some of the assembly stuff, and I'm just dry fitting out stuff. I noticed there were a lot of air bubbles on it. And I don't know if it was just because he Speed of didn't care and was mass producing castings out of them. Or if it was because of the hydrostone was harder to get air bubbles out of and his rig wasn't really set up well to get rid of the air bubbles. I know he definitely didn't seem as concerned about air bubbles. Is Some of his finished projects that he had sitting there for for display definitely had a lot of air bubbles in them. So I'm thinking did that was... Did he rough a, it out so it looked like worn more he so? Did, he did talk about how to like take a hobby knife and when you have those air bubbles in the bricks and how you rough them out so they basically look like natural wear and tear on the on the rock rather than than uh, yeah. actual air I bubbles. I think that could look nice, but it'd be extra effort just to overcome the air bubbles. I, I think air bubbles, I mean, even with my rig, I, I, I get air bubbles, but not nearly as bad. Was the hydrostone pourable like yours? Yeah, is? it's it's, okay. it's 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 just a it's just a lesser plaster. It's still it's it's still it's probably about as as solid. And stable as a dental plaster. Is it lighter or anything? Uh, or no, dental plaster not really. Ends up it's heavy. just, uh, I think it, I 
th- I think I don't. I really don't know the the major difference, but it's otherwise pretty much the same as what I'm I'm using right now. As far as from a material aspect, but it seemed like it had problems. Like it with it held air far better than the hmm. dental plaster. That I suppose I'm there's using. a lot of things that could be involved. With it that could too, have been but... too the way I the way I shake the air bubbles out. Yeah, because I use a, a slightly warped board. That I set my molds on, and then I jiggle that to Dickens, and that seems to really, really get the air bubbles out. Like I really see the air bubbles come out far better. Like they were just taking their fist and pounding these, you know, convention room tables, and that. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw the air bubbles come up, but it didn't seem like it was coming up nearly as much. No. So I, I think you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying my rigs. I'm not saying I'm, I'm an expert or anything like that, but. Uh, You've done it a lot. I, I've done. I've cast enough bricks good. that yeah. I've kind of got my my system down. I mean, I'd like. There's a couple of things I'd like to do to kind of automate my system a little better. Uh, that I've read about, read from, or at least want to try from, like things I've read about with other people that have cast blocks. But yeah, I uh, I really uh, think that that at least what he what his bricks were a lot full of air bubbles, and that was something that kind of like right away when I was looking at the bricks, I'm like. That's kind of discouraging because I was hoping for tips about how to avoid these, and here your bricks are full of them, and it's, your tip is here's how I how here's how I make them look natural, and don't worry about the don't worry about the air bubbles because people really don't look at that, and yeah, that's true. Most people probably don't look at that, but anybody that casts bricks <laughs> probably looks at that when they're looking at the terrain. That being said, I like I I know when like Brian brings his at Mayhem. It, all his her start stuff. Yeah. I really have never looked that closely at the I actual terrain <laughs> to see if there were actual air bubbles or not. I do know that Brian uses uh, dental plaster as well, though, so ah. they, you know, there's a very good chance that. And Brian's kind of a professionalist when it comes to stuff like that. I bet you he's his system for casting bricks. He's done it a really lot allow, too. Yeah, so he's I'm done sure. a lot of bricks. <laughs> he would want to do them well if he's doing them. So, okay, so let's go ahead and we'll take a break here. I think, and when we come back, we'll go ahead and get into our game. And then when we finish that up, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. What what what's that place? The last the last circle? The the last triangle? No wait, the last square. That's what it is. The last square located on O'Dana Road. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, they have a huge selection of miniatures. Everything from five millimeter scale all the way up to twenty five, twenty eight, everything you could imagine. Yeah, it's the basically the war game store of Madison, Wisconsin, with every wargaming need you can just about imagine or think you wanted, and a lot of things you didn't even know you wanted. Exactly. They also have model railroads and rockets. All sorts of good stuff for the geek in ya. All right. And if you can't get to the square, you can always check them out on their website, thelastsquare.com. Exactly. Okay, and we are back, and so we are starting on our game. So this is a battle report with uh, Bretonians, kind of a follow-up on our episode a couple episodes to go, talking about the Brett review. Well, Brian kind of, you know, we talked about Brian being inspired about the Bretonians. So here we are. We're going to play a game with the Bretonians in action, and I'm going to play my Tomb Kings, so... A uh, quick uh, overview of my list while Brian's uh, and give you an overview of the table here. Of course, you can go to the Wisco Dice website. We'll have pictures of the deployments, and each round we'll take pictures. So you can kind of follow along through the battle report as well. Kind of helpful for you listeners that are trying to visualize what's actually going on. Uh, the scenario we rolled up was meeting engagement. The 
Uh, battlefield is littered with buildings everywhere. There's a wall kind of in the center and a hill in one of the, uh, along one of the uh, kind of center right, um, as I'm looking at it right now. Oh, man, it looks like he's going to make me move to the other side of the table. What a jerk face. Okay, so quick overview of what's in my list. While Brian is doing that, I have, of course, this is 2,200 points. So I did double level four, one of Nehekara, one of uh, Death. And the um, we won't get into too many details on what the items are yet since... Uh, Prying ears are nearby. Let's be a sneaky snake and not tell me. Yep. And then I have, of course, Prince Raman on his chariot, joined by five other charioteers. It's kind of become a staple for my June King's army, plus I'm really not motivated to get it a whole lot else painted up. I've got two units of 20 archers in this list with full commands. I really needed to do something to kind of boost me up to that extra little level of core for the 2,200 points. So I put the other unit archers in. Uh, of course, I've got my trusty gallant horse archers, the best unit in my army, in my opinion. Uh, and then from the special slots, I took four Necronites. Again, largely because it's what I have painted, but I really do like the Necronites. I have two War Sphinxes. Um... You can, can you imagine how they're kind of kitted out. And then finally in the rare slot, I have one casket of souls. So hopefully that's going to be enough to deal with this debauchery of what Brian's got over here. Uh, Brian, can, as soon as he's done setting up his meeting engagement, can go ahead and talk about what he's got in his list. All I know is it looks very much like what I've been kind of trying to tell him to put on the table for a little while. I thought you liked my other list. I did like your all-night <laughs> list. It was pretty cool. So I, did, like, I was doing well with it, too, so this will be interesting. It'll probably take me a while to figure out how to play this thing. So, yeah, this is your, we should comment, this is your first time playing this particular build on your Bretonians. Well, I guess let's this way. How about, you can be in those three buildings over there. I can have all the buildings. Those I'm going to be defending, I have taken this settlement looking for treasures you rotten Bretonians have stolen from me. I think the, the background on this game that we should probably apply, just kind of from the Fluff Bunny perspective, and I think that's an interesting aspect to add to games, is that in this game, some the Prince Robin is tracked down a series of questing knights back to their hometown and is angry about relics that they have stolen from some of his lesser nobles' tombs and is here to take them back by force if necessary. Oh, i got to roll my stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Stuff that might not even be on the table. Presents. So, yeah, that's, that, is a, that is a... Uh, that sucks. <laughs> that is a, a, a neat way to... <laughs> To add an extra element to your games is before the game starts, just kind of come up with a little of an interesting background or fluff point for the game, even on normal pickup games like this. But you've rolled a lot of ones, bro. Kinda. Your army is, is, is responding to the threat. They didn't realize that the Tomb King advance was here, even though the Tomb King advance is not very fast. 
Oh. <laughs> I have my BSB on the table. <laughs> and that's my only character. <laughs> oh, Alright, so Brian's finally done with deployment. That only took like six years to complete. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Brian, let's go ahead and break down your list and tell the folks while I kind of go ahead and run through my roles. Yeah, Ben mentioned this is really the first time I'm playing a list like this for this edition. I've played something similar in the past, but I don't think it's ever been an 8. Maybe it has a few times, but quite a while ago either way. So I do have a Brett Lord still. Uh, It's a little different build. I did put him on a Royal Pegasus, so I actually have two units of Peg in my army. Uh, One of four and one of three. I plan to have him join the unit that has three and see how that works out. I've never actually had a character on a Pegasus, and maybe he'll be better on his own, I'm not sure. And if I had five Peg Knights, I guess he would technically get a lookout, sir, if I had him join a unit, so... I don't think you can, I don't know if you maybe can have I'll him join a unit or not. Huh? I don't well, know if you can have him join a unit or not. Why not? I don't know. He's not a monster. <laughs> He's flying cab. I thought that was the whole reason. I have Monster's no idea. Calvary. Sure. You can have other know. characters join units. So. I, thought, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyways. I'm pretty sure you're full of it, so we won't listen to Ben. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, he is a questing knight. I guess I can give that up, but I'll leave his items to the mystery like Ben did. Not give him an edge. And I do also have a prophetess. I'm playing two kings over here. I need all <laughs> the edges I can get. A level four prophetess uh, going with life. I usually went heavens all the time with my level four. Um, although, yesterday I did play Meal with Life, and that was pretty brutal, so maybe I can the do the same. one? Yep. <laughs> so, that'll be interesting. And then for heroes, of course, I have to have a BSB being a Brett army. Uh, it's kind of a regular build, just on a horse. And I guess I can give his items up, because he always has the same thing, just a Sword of Might and the Grammel. Great helm for the reroll armor save, and he gets that one extra pip of armor. And then I also have a Damsel, which I miswrote in my list, but she's actually a level 1 with Beast. Um, I think I'll still roll a spell, but chances are I'll still take Wild Form is really the only reason she's there. Wild Form! <laughs> and then getting into my, the actual bulk of my army, I for core, I have a unit, a lance of 9 Knights Errant, a unit of 7 Knights of the Realm. I plan to have my BSB and a Damsel in there, although it didn't really work out that in the meeting engagement here so far. And uh, I have a big block, 40 men-at-arms in a horde formation. And 14 skirmish bowmen with the braziers, so flaming attacks. Ben kind of brought it up, I didn't even think about it, but if you get the flaming wound on a regen, they don't have regen for the rest of the fa- uh, the phase, so if you can hit a hydra with one bow shot somehow, and then land a treb on it, that would be good. But I don't think we'll have to worry about that today, so I'm not sure what they'll do. <laughs> and then I also have a 10-man unit of bowmen, the idea there is that they're just sitting behind my lines. They're going to kind of be my bunker unit for my prophetess, so she can get out of the way of the combat. And getting into special, I already mentioned I have the two peg units. Um, I do actually have full command in both of them. I'm not sure. I think I'd want everything besides the banner, at least. I'm not sure if the banner's the best choice or not, so that's another try. And then I mentioned the trebs earlier. I do have two trebuchets in the list. I think that comes down to whether the banner's in there or not, based on what scenario, if you're playing, 
if you're trying to prepare for uh, like a tournament or scenarios that require um, fortitude, the yeah. the banners in there I think become far more critical as far as to to have because you need the fortitude points. Or having, no, to have. Like, a lot well, anytime you need a fortitude battle, yeah, you still it's two extra fortitude points. I have six fortitude <laughs> without them. Yeah, because yeah. I have two lances with the B and. Oh, that's true. The Still six. Arms, the, BSB, the difference between and six and eight is a big deal when you're changing them up for yeah. breakpoints. Anyways, if nothing else, I can pile a bunch of banners in my. Do you have any too. scouts over there? My guess is no. no. I don't think Bretts have scouts at all. So I will deploy my my mighty epic scouts. That annoying crap. <laughs> Best unit in my list. I just had my knights come on the board and go straight for it. Hey, that's uh, good for me. Right. Well, I guess that kind of leads right into. Explaining the deployment here. I should roll my spells at some point, too, I guess, but it is meeting engagement, so we have the diagonal. I kind of set up in a battle line fairly far back from the actual center line. Must be a good 16 inches off of it or so. Maybe not quite that much. Um, but my, I, for the meeting engagement, I have my Knights of the Realm held back in reserves, along with my Damsel and my Prophetess and my General. So that's kind of sucky, <laughs> but... It should be pretty manageable with how I plan to play it. My men-at-arms are formed up the center uh, with a unit of knights errant next to them, and right next to that, yet, there's a tower, and I actually deployed my trebuchet in the tower, which is kind of interesting. I don't think it'll benefit too much, but it looks pretty cool. And then I have uh, another trebuchet on the other flank of my men-at-arms. Uh, my bunker unit is behind the men-at-arms. My ten bowmen, where my prophetess will hopefully show up. And my BSB is kind of chilling with them until the Knights of the Realm come on. And then on either flank, I have a unit of Peg Knights. My unit of three is closer to the longboard edge, so my general can join him when he comes on. And my skirmish bowmen are slightly in front of my Peg on my left side, kind of splitting the difference of some buildings to uh, have some maneuverability there. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I guess they're pretty far away from his bunker unit. is probably where I'd like to see him going, but we'll see what happens. It's kind of hard to set up all your stuff before you see your opponent's stuff. So after deployment, I probably would have had it like to have them on the other side. It's annoying. Okay, so my deployment then, uh, since I've kind of got this cluster of buildings now to what is my left, I have kind of positioned 20 archers to my Hierophant, my L4 Hierophant, the Lord of Nehekara, kind of in between two buildings, and they set uh, the basically the far left of my army. I have my casket deployed probably another 10 inches behind them, cl really close to the board edge. To their right, which is about 2 inches away, is a tower. It looks like it's a level 3 tower. And I've deployed 20 more archers in there with my level 4 death. Then, uh, my I took my 5 chariots and they're deployed next about 2 inches to the right of the tower. And uh, unfortunately, the Prince Raman decided not to show up. So... I'm going to have to wait until turn one to get him on the board and either join with them or see where Brian kind of maneuvers to to see maybe if I have to support a little bit more to my far left. To the right of the of the five chariots are the two war sphinxes, and they're kind of tag-teamed up there. If uh, for whatever reason I lose one, I still have the reliability of a second one over there. As Brian showed me in our last game that we talked about on the last show, it's definitely obvious to me that the War Sphinxes can go down in a bloody quick hurry to the 
night lances, so I have to be kind of cautious there. But fortunately for me, also my Necropolis Knights also did not decide to come on the board, and they also are going to be in reserves. So hopefully I can use those two, the both the Prince and the Necropolis Knights at, to my advantage as reserve deployments, getting them where I need to to kind of counter-react to what Brian is going to do. So Brian is actually rolling up spells. It looks like he's about done with his decision. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about the spells that you have while I go ahead and roll up my spells. Yeah, I just finished my spells. Uh, like I said, I have the level 4 Laura Life. I rolled up uh, Throne of Vines, Shield of Thorns, and the Dwellers Below. And I also had a double in there. Um, so I chose Regrowth on that. And being that the signature spell is pretty lame, especially when I already have a 5-plus ward save quite often, or at least a 6-plus, I didn't worry about dropping them. Um, and for my Beast Wizard, I did roll it. I rolled the Transformation of Kadan or whatever. So screw that noise, I just went to Wild Form. <laughs> okay. I finally have finished rolling up my spells, and let's see what I have. So for the Lord Nehekara on the Hierophant, I have Half's Incantation of the Cursed Blades, which is the Killing Blow spell. I then have Nero's Incantation of Protection for 5 plus ward saves. I almost dropped that to the signature just because it tends to, my Hierophant tends to be too far away for that spell to be effective because it's only a 12-inch range. I rolled up Incantation of Vengeance so I can reduce my unit's move. I think that might be critical in this game since I think I'm going to be a little bit on the defensive back foot here. Although we're going to see what kind of damage those trebs do to me early, I might need to move. And then I have Usicht Incantation of Desiccation which is reduces strength and toughness on a unit by one, or I can boost it for D3 strength and toughness. So that's nice when you combo it up, combo it up on a Death Wizard who also has Soul Blight, so you get lots of those minus one strength and toughnesses to really debuff your opponent, which conveniently I have. So starting on my, lore, my level four lore of death, I do have Soul Blight, as I just mentioned. But I also, I also took the signature spell Spirit Leech. I like to be able to snipe those characters. I like the range. It gives me something extra to throw some sp- some dice on that I might get lucky with. Doom of Darkness, that combos up really well with that casket to be able to reduce an enemy unit by three leadership, especially on those tough knight units. Getting them down a few points of leadership, just extra wounds without armor saves is awesome. And then, Purple Sun, won't you come and wash away the Knigets? Since you were singing it all day yesterday. <laughs> I didn't even have it yesterday, I was just I singing it. Exactly. Did I space out on you going over your deployment when I rolled my magic? Yeah, I rolled. Uh, I was talking about my deployment while you were rolling your magic. Okay. Where's your wizards or hierophant? So my hierophant is in this unit of 20 over here on the left, which is yeah. the far left. And then kind of in the center of this tower with the other 20 archers is my level 4 death. Oh. And then Prince Raman and the Necronites decided not to come on the board. He's just hanging out behind the building. So I forget about him, can't see him? Exactly. That's he's actually in the building? Though? He's in the building. He's, okay. he's joined to that unit. They have a whole another 20 in. You always have two units of 20? No, I usually take one. So that's a 2200 change? Yeah, I needed the extra core, and that's what I have painted, so okay. I took the extra 20. Plus, it makes when they take the double L4s, it gives me two bunkers for the two different wizards. 
Rather than camping it all in one bunker. Can your scouts vanguard, too? Yes. That's hilarious. So we have to roll for vanguards? Um, yep, we do have to roll for vanguards. Since I didn't know I had them. So <laughs> I actually win the roll off, which is kind of disappointing. I would hope I would lose that one. They don't have very far to work. Scoop back corner stuff. If I was paying attention, I probably would have deployed right. something just to negate that. So I can so, make mine. Yep, go ahead and finish your vanguard moves. So yeah, the, the horse archers just did a little scooting, but not much. Really isn't a lot of room for him to move, but I tried to get him a little bit better position so that the skirmishing archers just can't quickly turn around and easily get all their shots on me, hopefully. Your one unit of, of Peg Knight's the three-man Peg Knight unit kind of scooted out more to the left, or it would be my, your right, my left. Yep. Kind of so, and then over. your other unit is scooting to kind of take advantage of hiding behind that really big building over there. On my right, your left. Similar move, yep. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and see if I can steal the initiative then. Since that is your final answer on the <laughs> Vanguard moves, correct? Sure. All right, <laughs> come on, six. Oh, 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 hey, look at that six right there, man. I think your fingers were involved in that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I still get the blessing because of shenanigans, I guess. My first turn. Boo, boo. Give us our relics back! What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thieving, foul beasts from the desert. So, no charges at all. Remaining moves, I think I'm going to bust out my reserves. So just as I feared, those skirmishing archers are, are moving into position to shoot at my horse archers, because Brian realizes what kind of threat they are. They're demon killers, man. You really have little to fear, because you're not Papa Nurgle. <laughs> Papa Nurgle, though, he, he should be scared... To the thickens, but yeah, by the horse archers. So you know how the peg knights versus chariots works. Well, that was when he charged too. <laughs> <laughs> with a king and our prince. All right, I guess I'm done screwing around in the movement phase. Do you want to recap that or the whole turn? Uh, I don't know. You moved around some. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> okay. Alright, magic. Magic, what do you got? Five dice? Yeah. I'm gonna get four out of that. Channels, one channel. Where'd you go? I got a pair oh, of shoot. channels here. Can I undo a magic face or a movement face? <laughs> Man, what, what, what are you doing Never over you there? Can't, you can't march, so she's fine. So I have six dice. Dwellers! Oh, wait. They're far away. <laughs> Really yeah, if you learned anything from Meal, it should be every time you have a chance to get a six-die dwellers, you take it. He is curiously thinking about this magic phase stuff. Yep. It's like it's hard work. You can almost hear the gears grinding. I don't know what I'm doing. I think they just ground <laughs> to a halt. All right, well, I think I'm going to go to Throne of Vines. So you have four dice? I do have four dice. Right. Yeah, Throne of Vines. Sixteen. First thing I'm going to do is try to stop throwing the vines. I'm pretty sure I just Nine, successfully did that. 16 without your plus four. Yep. That's too bad. If there's anything I've learned, especially when your opponent's got six dice with lower life, is when they go for that throw of vines, just shut it down. <laughs> Why? Give um, them when they even if they have more dice, shut it down. Let them six die the the dwellers. Shield if, up. And if they get it irresistibly, so what? At least then you get to let them deal with a miscast result. Shield of Thorns on the 
her unit herself, the bowman. Spikes everywhere. Right. Yay, 14, I don't think 18. I care about you having spikes all over the place on that unit. Alright. My whopping magic face. Well, when you're eight miles away from your opponent, you can't expect a whole lot. So this is going to be the misfire phase. Alright, so you're taking shots with that skirmish unit archers at my horse archers. You moved. Is it more than 12? I'm longbows, dude. Oh, you're 15. Okay, so there's got to be some guys <laughs> more than 15 that, there's over There's one there. dude that's out. Out of 15 or just yeah. out? Out, out of 15. Fire. Oh, out of 15, okay. Out, I think they're all in 30 inches. <laughs> well, I guess this guy needs sixes. The other guys need fives. Oh, it was almost fives. That's a little better. That looks very bad. Five sixes can do them all. Strength three, four. Holy oh, good lord. <laughs> you get the six up saves. Oh, six up saves. Save one. Down three. That'll be your undoing. <laughs> that I harmed your archers. <laughs> the horse archers will take their revenge upon ye. Alright, now we got some trebs. What the heck do they do? I'll put it right in the middle of the basket on that one. Hit. <laughs> so strength ten on the jerk. Yeah, you're just strength ten, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> we wound him. Yep. How many wounds? D six. Four. Four. He's so I six somehow it's five. Five. So I survived the first one. Um, this is not looking good so far. Yeah, we'll put it right on top of him with the other one. <laughs> Rolls a hit. Getting you back for hitting me all day yesterday. Now you gotta roll one. All right. Darn it. I could not kill him yet. That was easy. <laughs> yep, down a war sphinx already. Double trebs into it. Two hits. Right, well, That's just a little bad luck there. That wraps up my turn one, though. That's why you take two trebs and not one. Alright, uh, charges. What is this crazy chariot charge over here? There's a big gap in your front, right? <laughs> uh, that's, that's where there's a dude there. So that's, uh, what, a 22? And I move... See, you 12. Eight. <laughs> yeah, he should move eight. I'm going to declare the charge there. I guess that would be a good hit if you can make it. And here I will reveal I have the banner of swiftness. Oh, so you get plus one. So I get plus one, so, so I move nine. So I need an 11. So hopefully a little luck only, here will save charge? me. Uh, yeah, it's my only charge. Am I going to hold it? I don't know. I think I will hold it. Okay. I don't think you're going to roll 11. You did that last time to me, though. Nope. <laughs> I can't. I can roll a five on three dice. So I guess we will scoot forward. They saw that war sphinx blow up. They're terrified. That was pretty rough. That's not a good start to the game, I'll tell you. Okay. Magic ink phase, I think, is time. So let's see what I get for dice. Ooh, oh, nine dice on the roll. Pair of channels. I'll pick up a channel. And D3 additionals. Four, three. So, I got a whopping channel. 13 dice. Yeah. Oh, wait, I can only have 12. So you're casting in line of sight to do its thing? It has to be its direct damage. It's forward arc. Oh, really? Yep. And, it, and they FAQ'd it so you can turn it like a war machine when it chooses its target. Whatever. I'm fine with war machines having like 360. That's effectively what it is. Six, twelve. Is it called as a war machine? It is a war machine. Oh, okay. So if you had traps, they go at the same time. Uh, traps are shooting phase. It's a magical attack. Well, I meant for deployment purposes. Uh, yes. Kind of irrelevant. Yes. I just never thought about that. So I think I'm going to start with the Doom of Darkness, or uh, or I should say a Spirit Leech. Uh, those Pegasus Knights that are right there on my left flank, bearing down on my archers. 
that I will pick. There's a champ in there, so I will pick the champ. What do you do? I'm going to do Spirit Leech, which is a direct damage with a range of 12. I'm going to boost it to 24, so I'm going to need a 10 plus to cast it. I'm going to try to cast it on three dice. Check out a single enemy model, even a character in the unit, so I'll pick out your champion. The caster and the target roll a d6 and add their respective unmodified leadership values. For every point the caster wins this by, the target suffers a wound with no armor saves allowed. Okay, so 10 plus for a Spirit Leech on the champ. 24 inch range. 10 plus. Oh, got it a lot. 9, 10, 11, 15. going to try to stop it. Ooh, that doesn't look good. 15? Damn it. You rolled a 16. Uh, you had a 15 nine, also. 9, 10, 11, 15. <laughs> you just got it, huh? Oof. Oh, that's a good start. Big four dice out of the way. No more Spirit Leash. That's fine. Let's go ahead on three dice and try to Soul Blade them. Needs a 9 plus to cast. Minus one strength and toughness. So, 6, 7, 8 plus 4 is 12. 9 plus... Yeah, you crushed it. <laughs> By 1. Alright, so no soul blight. If you're out of dice, so hopefully I can get a spell off here. Ha! Let's do Doom and Darkness on those guys. On a 10 plus. Minus, one three to the, minus 3 to the leadership value. So it'll go on an 11. I can't do anything about that, really. Okay, so down 3 leadership. I will then go three. ahead... Yep, minus 3 leadership. Oh, okay. And it remains in place. You could spell it on your turn. I am then going to go ahead and throw two dice at uh, Desiccation to minus one strength and toughness on that unit. It's an 11. Oop, I'm going to fail that. I only got a 9. That kind of stinks. And then Casket on that unit. And that's going to go on a 6. So it's three dice for a leadership? Three die leadership. And a minus three, so I'm only like a 5, I think. Ah, oh, man! <laughs> I do take a wound, though. So you just rolled a six, man. How all it worked to try to get, try to get a good casket roll. I imagine I'm only leadership eight. Yeah, you're only leadership eight. I want to be nine, though. All right, so that wraps up round one. We don't have any combat. Oh, I have shooting yet. Let's see if I can get rid of those archers. I was almost gonna forget. So I'm gonna fire here. On a four plus for my champ in that unit. Nope, you can't hit. Leave my poor pike knights alone. Hits him on fives of this pile. Oh, brutal. <laughs> so, 19 shots from the remaining archers. Scores 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 hits. Let's see, I need fives to wound because they're tough as four. Yep. I'm going to score three wounds. Fail one of these, please. Three up saves. Good job, fail two. Six wards. Going to fail two in a panic check. No oh my god, he passes a panic check too. You're killing me, you're killing me here. So 4 plus on the other archers. Hits on the champ. And then 5 plus with the other 19. He's killing me here. Crushing my hopes of victory. <laughs> Fortunately, the archers are pretty solid. So another big hit. So 3, 6, 8, 9 hits. That was a 4 though. Yeah, that was the champion. Oh, he did hit. I thought he missed. All right. The champion over there missed. And 5s. For that, another three wounds. We bring another one down. Oh, it looks like he's not passing armor saves today. We've got one lady look out, but it's another one another one down, so just a champ left. The champ is the last one. Right? Yep, champ would be the last one to get pulled off. And he already passed the leadership, so... Yep, so he's fine. Chariots can't shoot because they charged. Horse archers can shoot. Let's shoot the archers at... 
Let's shoot him at that. Shoot him. I don't you get hardcover. That, I don't care about your you penalties. Don't care about it. That's ridiculous. So I'm going to shoot him at that trebuchet in the tower. Beats fives. It's toughness eight or something. Nope. <laughs> can't, can't hit it. That would end my turn. So I think it's photo op time. So basically, turn one's over. We're flipping over to turn two. My left, we knock down the, the unit of three peg knights down to a, just a champion left. He's got doom and darkness up on him, so hopefully, if he decides to charge in, I can beat him in combat. Unfortunately, we didn't really soften up any of the other brats. I'm down three horse archers to the, and a, and a uh, war sphinx, so that's why you bring two war sphinxes to the table. Really, should bring three, is my opinion, but it's the hold up. Uh, the holdup is the two-month painting and painting system, let alone assembly, which I figure will probably take me a couple weeks once I finally get started on that project. And to be completely honest, lately I just haven't been inspired to paint on the brats. I've brats, or on the yeah, the brats. <laughs> no, I haven't been inspired to paint on the brats either. But I haven't been inspired to paint on the Tomb King, so it's kind of taken a, there a, a backseat. There is a champ, There's a champ in there. He was shooting. I, I buy champs. I think it, find it very important to buy champs in your Tomb King Archer units. He's expensive. I'll issue the challenge or the charge, though. Okay. All I need is a three. I will hold because I can't sit and shoot because it's lame. <laughs> we tried it, but uh, yeah, you tried pretty hard. So he made the charge of this Pegasus Knight into my port into my unit of twenty archers on my far left of my Hierophant, and it's kind of lined up the Pegasus Knight just so he can be in base contact with the Hierophant. Fortunately, that's one of the reasons why I said i got to bring a champion all the time in those units to make sure I can challenge out those kind of situations. On the right flank, he scooted out his skirmish archers just to try to get a little bit better shots on my horse archers. Obviously, he is seriously intimidated by that unit. I think it's more they have nothing better to do. <laughs> I guess I could shoot your necro necropolis knight thing. That maybe almost be better. They're kind of jerks. What's the toughness? Tough four. All I know is that's going to be a tough nut for me to crack over there if I have to come across the board. I think it's all going to fall apart. Especially now with my, my one of my infantry killers being out of the game in the War Sphinx. Peg Knight's March check. Yeah, I think you have to stack them in two by two in order to get them out of my arc of sight. That looks pretty good. You're, you're in my arc of sight right now, man. Oh, maybe. Out <laughs> here. Well, here, I'll go like this. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty far and close. Now it's definitely out there. Okay, well, I'll just kill him. Tried to kill my champ. Not liking my pegnets. Kind of an annoying. <laughs> no, I think if you had your pegnets and the rest of your stuff over here pressing me right now, I'd be in real trouble. Yeah. The fact that I can kind of deal with your pegnets and then and then try and then deal with the rest of your army might work out to my advantage. I don't know. I'm, the fact that you knocked out a war sphinx turn one really kind of blew. <laughs> They didn't have to be that consistent. Dead again. Boromir dies a lot. That's his lot in life. Alright, yeah, I can use it anytime. She's gonna give those peasants the blessing. My men at arms. Yay. You're really concerned about that, so I guess I'll just go to magic. There we go. Six ties to me. Brian just rolled a ten for a magic phase. I'm going to roll channels, and I'm going to get one, because I'm good. So seven dice for me to dispel with. That's not too bad. Uh-oh. Oh, look, you're out of Dweller's range. <laughs> too bad. 
I should just now you now you just don't know what to do with it. You should have checked that before you rolled your magic phase. Whatever. I'm not really worried about. It would be handy to be able to. These are these are the little things you're missing, man. This is why the dreaded one beats you. (laughs) Uh, Throne of vines. Big roll. Sixteen. Go away, Throne of vines. Sarcasm. I just chucked seven dice and stopping the Throne of Vines, because, in my opinion, that's the most important life spell at this point to stop, since he's out of Dweller's range. Yeah, my spells aren't too useful. If I had Heavens... Yeah, I'll switch back and mark to Heaven. <laughs> I guess if you're a If you would have moved your unit forward yeah. prior to joining her to him, Whatever. you'd uh, been well, in range for a Dweller's. Next turn. Lessons learned. All these dice, man, I almost think I'm not even going to worry about casting anything else. No wild form on my lone pig knight. I should have moved up. That would have helped quite a bit. So. I'll be helpful here and tell you if you're not going to cast anything, you should probably dispel oh, the, yeah. uh, I have six dice. the Doom of Darkness. <laughs> Thank you. I meant to do that. but Just because I'm a jerk phase and want to help myself lose? I was thinking about it the whole time until I had the chance to do something about it. Shoosting, I guess, my bowman will try and finish off your... They're all going to miss. Jerk. Whatever... You can't have super accurate archers like mine. Yeah, I can't have that accurate. Or needing sixes. Or, yeah, sixes. Or fives? Uh, fives. No, they're close you, range. Yeah, yeah, close range. You're not long range anymore. Five. You got three, three wounds, so I can save three of these now with these mighty six up saves. Nope. <laughs> not a one. Sorry, not a one. Time to blow some stuff up again. Yeah, called your own stuff. They're D3 wounds. Well, three wounds, rather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're D3 wounds. That'd be convenient. Yeah, I guess the trip that can see them, I'll put this off. Go right in the middle of the unit, so split the middle. Two rolls. Or that way. Where does that put my tape over here? Yeah, Partial? It'd probably get two partials. Yeah, it looks like two partials. What, strength five only? <laughs> T4, is it? Tough four. One. So one. And saves it. Add a minus two, it saves it. Yep, we have armor. What did you roll? Five. Okay, I didn't even see it. Um, other side, I guess I'll plop it on that sphinx over here. Although, it'll drift right in my own night. <laughs> That's fuck. That would be brilliant. Well, it didn't roll a misfire, but it's going to drift six off away from the knights, unfortunately. So. They were super accurate the first turn. So. Yeah, you took off 230 points the first turn, so you can't. I guess you can't complain about not hitting anything no. the second turn. It's all the shooting's just combat, I guess. Okay, challenge. You make I'm not even going to wait for you to challenge. I'm just going to challenge. Wait for Little champ <laughs> challenge. I have to accept. So. Peer check. Our peer check. He fails, so... Hit me on, I'm up in skill two. two. So hit me on five. Four. Uh, yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. He's determined to kill. Double hit, two three. hits, two wounds. That was from the strength four from the. I uh, don't pass any of them. Try and overkill with the dude. He misses though. Okay. Horsey just so, stomped him. So I have a so charge, take, two wounds. So you yep. Take one and I have a banner and a rank. You have a charge and two wounds. I take one. Yep. 
I suppose if you heal those jerk faces, you'll get your damn chant back. Yep. It's a plan. Uh, this makes it your two. And uh, I will test here to reform. Get some ranks. And minus one. Minus yeah, minus one. I'm out of twelve. I'm leader eight with him. Really? So is he eight for sure? Yep. I don't believe. <laughs> so I will take that. Okay. Uh, okay, you're done? Yeah, it's here too. Okay. So what is this? I think it's just over 19. Unless I nudged him for it. Yep, so it's going to be a 20. So... Which you can't physically do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cannot do it. Okay, that's fine. So it basically puts me in a position where I can't charge anything, which is kind of disappointing. going to hide from the trips in the building? <laughs> Look awfully worried about that peg lord over there. Well, I gotta advance. I can't <laughs> not advance, so I've gotta set it up so that if he does charge me, that I'm hopefully gonna be able to deal with him. He's gonna kill him outright. These guys will attempt to swift reform, and they fail, fail it. <laughs> well, do they so have your general? Just a, uh, general oh, a nine king or a prince. Yeah. Yep. So. I will take this reform, I guess. So you're facing the battle? Yeah. I was hoping to be able to walk in the building with it. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. But, uh... So now your dude's facing backwards. But you can still see the peg knights. That's all that counts. I need to be able to see the peg knights. Gotta be able to deal with them this turn. Okay, I think that's it. Magic phase! So it's going to be seven dice, five to Brian. Pair of channels. I don't get any of those. D3 extras. I'll get two. Oh, two channels. Right, seven, seven dice. Seven to nine? Yep. Better than 13? Well, I had 12 last turn, technically, so. Let's go ahead and uh, start with a Spirit Leech. Let's go ahead and do a boosted spirit leech on this guy here. All you need is nine. Ten. So I need a ten to cast it. I've got a seven, eleven. Total eleven on the board. And that was the roll off? The roll off on the leader. For my champion? Uh, yeah, for the champion. Okay. okay. Oh. Instead to boost it. And we're both eight. Yep. I'll let that go. Okay. More pressing things to worry about. I'm going to roll. Of course, I roll a one, so it's going to be nothing. Oh, it doesn't hurt you? Nope. I think it should. I think your face should hurt my fist when I punch it. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and set up a... Let's go ahead and set up a Doom and Darkness here. Did that go on a eight? No. <laughs> wow, that's horrible. That needs done. That I can't cast with the level yeah. four. Death level four. My death. So let's go ahead and try to get protection off over here. Needs a nine for five aboard. Got that on a ten. Fourteen. And this is just not going well. I'm gonna try to get a casket on these guys. I guess. Come on, big number seven. That's all you're I got. Nothing. Right? Yeah, it's terrible. Stop it, big ten. Way to go, L4 Death. You failed my phase. Uh it's gonna be terrible. Um 
Yeah, that's really bad. That is. <laughs> so shooting. I probably got a whopping six shots at those guys. It's terrible. Four, five, six shots. And one hit. Can't wound. Man. I've got. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think I'm gonna lose right this turn. It's gonna be over. So four shots into those knights, I guess. Nothing. And yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Combat. I think I need a fear test. I guess. Yep. No problem. He knows what's up. Initiative is probably higher than. I think I'm a four. I'm a three. So gonna swing at your big dude uh, from the Pegasus. Hits once. Strength four. Not boom. That sucks. Champion himself hits twice. Strength three only. Come on. Nothing. That sucks. So I've got one, two, three, uh, four. Should be six. Guys. He really should be. This whole thing should be over. He should be basically where the champ is. Because I can't have a formation like that. Oh. <laughs> four. So one, two. So you should have seven in the Harrowfan dude. Yeah. Essentially, it's like that, and he's in there. Like here, sure. So one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, or like seven, and a hierophant. Because you're, f- oh yeah, you should be forty wide also. Two guys. Five. I get it. Six, seven. It's on. He's on fours, and wounds on fives. Nothing. Hiero. It's can't wound. So yeah. Combat res. I got two, two ranks, ranks and a banner. banner. So I'm down three. It's gonna fail. It sucks. And I will give pursuit just because I can. Go eight. Go six. I unfortunately can't catch you. So at least I busted that guy off me. Too bad he couldn't kill your damn hero, fam. Alright, well, I think you might have a couple of choices, but it really isn't looking positive for the hero here. When I say the hero, I mean the Tomb King. <laughs> the hero. Well, he should technically be a somehow. That'd be a flank there. He is, but that's a legal formation, so unlike. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Is that Back mean? rank is 10, and the front rank is 11. Yeah, I'll try some pick knights at those archers. That'll be the only charge. Alright, so he's going to try to bring the the, Pegas- the, the, the one remaining not fleeting Pegasus Knight in the, the four knights into the. a whopping four. Come on, fail this. No, that's not what you're supposed to do. Bad job. <laughs> there, you get all psyched up to play your Bretts, and rumor has it that Bretts are going to have a new book in 2014. So they can wreck them for me? Right before ninth. <laughs> So yeah, you might want to get back used to playing your VC a little bit. Just uh, it was good playing them yesterday. So I'm just uh, be able to to start liking that list again. I did. I liked it fine yesterday. I think just demons are a horrible matchup for it. Rally check. Okay, you didn't play a demon player at all, did you? Ah, uh, snake eyes. He's less than twenty five percent. 
Oh, really? That's right. Er, no, oh, he he's 33%. No, he, no, he can rally because yeah. he's only 33. He's still 33%. So shut your mouth. Man, that sucks. Oh, I guess these guys probably need an impetuous test. They did. We don't pass because my channel's probably too far away. My BSP was right there. Should he win the ball? Or probably not. No, they're charging. So I guess they're going to yeah, declare the charge. That sucks. I just nudged them back, but I think they were 19. So I needed an 11 here. They better do it. My hair probably screw stuff up. Oh. Nope. That's and a we move happily six forward. Yeah. Whatever. Should just take the energy banner off of them for this list. Some of it would have passed. <laughs> Reform still counts as moving, or is it not for? It counts as moving. Yeah. Oh, okay. And skirmish. You can't. Skirmish it's, does it's, have a facing, so yeah, if you change your facing, you're changing. You're, you're definitely moving. Yeah. Huh. That affects my dwellers and shit. <laughs> she can jump out and then. They can move, then these guys can move, then she can <laughs> join them, right? Uh, she can't join... Well, she can't she join them. She has to move into them. They can't move into her as joining them. No, but her jumping out, does that have to be part of her move? That would be her move. Sphinx moves eight or seven. Six. Six. I just not have them on the <laughs> You're the one that wanted a rider. Did he fail well, his dangerous train check over that... Uh, the microphone. microphone stand. He died. Magic, I guess. Nine. Channels. Nothing. Your channel. Hi. He has not a lot. All you're going to hear in this cast is just the sound of dice being, dice being tossed around in Brian's hands because it's all he does. He's not actually doing anything. He's just sitting there thinking, 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 thinking. <laughs> it's a serious game of analysis paralysis here. Let's put it that way. Throne of Vines. Uh, Eleven. Stuffed it. Nice double six roll there to get that out of the way. Dwellers on those jerks. <laughs> doesn't even go? That's a pretty bad 14. roll. That doesn't even cast. It just needs... Uh, 18. That's horrible. So yeah, you can't do was, anything else. That was a... That, that makes up for my horrible Three magic phase. That's awesome. I'm going to try and give them plus one strength and toughness. Needs a... Huh. Wild form... Needs a 13, I guess. Because I need longer range, yeah. So, she's just a level one? No, yeah, yeah I guess she has so, so, nine, I would have cast it. Would have cast Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need it at 12. Yeah. So, nothing? Nothing. I have these yeah, lonely discolled eyes so I don't get to use. Yeah. Okay. Schust. Trev is going to go for the center of those again. Bring all the it. No problem. Slash, so you get two guys. Two guys, yeah. One's under the hole. Is this your champ then? I don't have a champ in there. Oh, you don't have a champ. So it doesn't matter about the hole. So one under the hole. He's wounded. Yep. How many wounds to him? Six. Two. two. So he's a lift. Same with strength five. Strength five. 
does uh, it. Fails the wound, so the unit just takes two wounds from the tribe. I can live with that. And this trebuchet. I'll shoot at the. I'll go for like the middle of those guys too. Six That's gonna drift away. off six. We get a partial on one guy, I would think. Yeah, probably a partial on him. Yep, sure. Strength five. Nothing. Nice one. Nice time for a one. <laughs> and these guys have plenty of long range. And those jerks. Sixes. Big two. Fives. One. one. Can finish off one of them, right? Three up save. Nope. Damn. One nothing. I guess we got one combat. One combat, sure. Here. Uh, yep, three check. Fails it. <laughs> Damn it, Pegmet. BSB should be well out of range. Yeah. And my uh, level four death will challenge. Really? That's my champ will accept. I don't want to take two nights worth of attacks to him. Yeah. And it also, since your champ is this guy? Um, yeah. This guy won't get to attack, so it's only one guy getting to swing at me. I kill him. Even if you kill him, I'm not in base contact with anything else. Well, I guess I would step up. Yeah. Never mind. So shut up. <laughs> um, Except it's all simultaneous initiative at that point, so. Oh, I guess. Uh, the Pegasus. Misses for the tier. And I am weapon skill three here, so five. Rider. I'm weapon skill four. Uh, you failed your fear check, you're yeah. on skill one. But I still hit one. And. Strength six with the. Or five with the lance, rather. Strength five, I take a wound. I don't have a well, I get a so. few more at the unit, I guess. Yeah, you'd have one, one other guy at the unit. Pegasus. Uh, weapon skill three. So. Should be one hit. I thought you were weapon skill three. I'm weapon or skill two on the unit. Okay. Well, one from the peg. The suspense. Wounds. Wound. Strength four. Um, one hit from the guy. Wounds. Strength five. Sided three total. Yep. And you should have like six guys back. I should have, uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. champion, though. Or, but he's a ballistic skill. Yeah, it's just ballistic yeah. skill on the archers. So six attacks back, hitting on threes. Oh, look at them fighty archers. <laughs> Didn't even need to hit on threes. Winning on fives. Two wounds. We'll save. Two Boo. saves. Then the challenge. Uh, the Chai Priest has a single attack at weapon skill three, so hits on a three, <laughs> wounds on a five, wounds it. <laughs> I failed this. Nope. Nope. Alright, so, you came in with three a and a charge, banner and charge is four. Five. I've got a rank and a banner, so I'm down by three. Yep. No problem. Take a quick attempt at a reform. <laughs> I think it helps if you don't roll dice on a building. <laughs> and I just fail it. Yep. So you need that king. Alright. Oh, makes it your turn three, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, I think the Necropolis Knights will charge that building. How far do you need? It's an 18. I can't move anyway. So, it's an 18 for me to get to the building, so I need an 11. So I'll take that. This War Sphinx. You should be out of range if you're moved. Yeah, I'm just out of range, unfortunately. It's kind of sad. These chariots will charge those knights there. I think that's all the charges. So, uh, I'll hold them. These guys hold here. them. Sure. Alright, here, well, this was an 18, so I need an 11. Well, you only needed a 5 there. Yeah. Um, ah, screw it. I'm going to flee. Okay. 
So you're gonna go turn on my. They don't even have to turn on my center. They're just gonna they're go running straight back. Yeah, okay. And hopefully rally. So I think a, the minus two is only for impetuous tests. Believe that's correct. So that's gonna be a twenty. So I would need uh, an eleven. I might as well test a redirect. Nope. <laughs> you got there's your eleven. <laughs> Um, so I guess I'm going to charge after them guys, so I guess what do I really need at to catch, no, I guess I can't catch, yeah, them, I can't catch them at this point. That's kind of a bummer. Uh, here, I need an 11. Ugh. Nope. Almost. Nine. But it'll shamble six. Give me a rear, holy pockets. Discharge. <laughs> if they got the redraft. <laughs> I would have had it. And here, switch backwards, and crappy things out of here. We roll some more of the misfires like that. Magic phase, I guess. There we go. Nine pair of channels, nothing. D three extras, one. Ten. Okay. Two dice, nine plus, five plus bubble ward save. Goes irresistibly. <laughs> That's not good. Hopefully, a blow up. So, That's from your Herophant. Yep. Thanks. D3 plus one wounds there. It's me. The These two guys back. D3 plus wounds here. Four, three. And then Cascade. <laughs> this cast will be a seven, so just all the guys are touching me. So three. Strength tens. And these sites are lost. Three wounds. Killed the three regens. Nothing. Killed one more than you brought back. <laughs> but I got the champ back, yeah. which is important. Alright, uh, D6 dice. Like Four, three. Yeah, that helps. We have even dice. Okay, five dice, purple sun. Normal three inch variety. Ugh. 10, <laughs> 15, 15, 16, 20. 20. That's all your dice. Yep. Uh, 12, 15, 16, 20. Ah, darn it! <laughs> I really had to have that. I just can't get anything through. It's really being a bummer right now. All these magic dice just can't get spells through. Okay, so shooting. I guess I just have the nine shots out of that unit. One hitting on I'm going to try to shoot that peg knight. Hits on a four with a champ. Hits him. One, two, three, four. Good thing the champ was back. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Fives, the rest of the guys. Man, those guys are sharpshooters. Three more shot. Three more hits. Fives to wound. That's One wound. And unfortunately, passes the save. Chariots fail the charge. Yeah, they fail the charge. You can't shoot. I'm done. That's well, we got combat. Horrible. All right, combat Still here. Challenge. Yep. Fear, Fear check. First. Unfortunately, pass it. passed it this time, but at least you're a little less yeah. effective. Uh, the Pegasus. It's once. Nothing? Nothing. Come on. Champion. It's twice. Needed the passive spear. Wounds twice. <laughs> Five awards. Yep. Got one. Oh, got one. Swing back. Hits. Wounds. What is that here? Dude, it's going ridiculous. Save. Um, regular guy in the unit, the Pegasus. Misses. Dude. Hits. Strength three. Doesn't work. Then I'll have six of him. 
hit three times. And fives. Nothing. Alright, so no damage. You got a wound and a banner. Yep. I have a wound and a rank. You didn't get a wound. Or I didn't have a wound. I have a rank and a <laughs> banner. Wait, we both have musicians? Yep, so it's a push. Alright. Uh, goes to my four. Alright, so we just finished up round three. We're halfway through the game. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll go ahead and finish up the game. On today's Cozy's Rant, I want to talk to you about something that's been pestering me to no end. And that's this plague of unpainted that I see everywhere on the table. Yep, that also goes for you, Brian. Now, this just happens to be that Brian's not in the studio to get to listen to me rant about unpainted models. But, come on, folks, it's not horrifically hard. I think I've ranted about it before, but it's not that hard. Step up to the Conzies Challenge. we just got a few months left to go of the year. Get those painted models on the table. It just makes for a far more enjoyable and pleasurable experience when you're playing Warhammer to get those painted models on the table for both you and your opponent. Step up. Hashtag Conzies Challenge on Twitter every time you play a game with fully painted models. Alright, that being said, this is, uh, we're going to go ahead and break the episode here um, into two parts, into a part A and a part B. If you didn't already catch that from your RSS feed or from the website, wherever you're catching our show from, we're breaking the episode into two parts. And the reason we're doing that is that we ended up recording like three-ish plus hours of audio between the battle report, our standard intro and outro segments and whatever. And rather than try to make that one giant download, we decided to break it up into two downloads to make it a little bit easier for you to manage onto your devices and to make it a little bit better for the listening experience. So I hope you guys appreciate that. It's one of the first times we've, we've kind of run into this problem after the fact during the edit edit process. We've we've definitely recorded some longer shows and, and but those are usually planned to be a longer show and we did put it out that way. So we hope you appreciate that and and that we've done this and hopefully this works out good. Let us know. I think there's some some shakiness still in the way we're recording our audio for the battle reports, but this is probably the best I think audio we've done so far. So uh thanks for bearing through and listening up to this point and uh go check out episode 39b to find out how this battle comes to an end and check out what the hosts think about their lists and and what actually happened in the game now that being said at the end of episode the the outro we did talk about a number of events that are coming up here 
this fall in the Madison area, and we wanted to make sure that we I pointed them out once again on this just to make sure that you know about them and hopefully that you're getting signed up and wanting to participate in these great events that are coming to the Madison, Wisconsin area, or I should say not just Madison, but that are Wisco Dice is uh, both affiliated with, managing, and or running these events. So the first one that's coming up is going to be on October 26th, and that's going to be RockCon. Now, RockCon is an annual convention. It's a miniatures convention. It has a lot of historicals, a lot of various different game systems, all celebrated, a nice, nice little vendor hall. All the vendors are focused towards miniatures, hobbies, needs. It's uh, there's, They have a little auction hall where you can go in and pick up some great stuff usually it's just a great experience rock on it's not a terribly expensive event to go to there's lots of stuff to do outside of just warhammer but on saturday october 26th we're going to have a warhammer fantasy tournament 2200 points matching exactly the north star rules it's i believe that's that makes it the weekend before north star actually so it'll be kind of your last chance to get to a tournament play your north star list and Try to get the kinks worked out of your gameplay before you go to that great Indie GT in Minneapolis. So please come out and join us at RockCon. You can catch all the information and register for it at rock-con.com. Okay, so on November 1st, our next event we wanted to talk about is GameholeCon. And on November 1st at GameholeCon, we will be having the War for Carrick Eight Peaks. This will be set as a mega battle event, strongly themed on the battle between the dwarves, attempting to regain their ancient hold of Carrick Eight Peaks. The goblins haven't been idle and have done their own recruiting, both from other factions as well as their own ranks, and players will play on their own section of the board and try to affect their board sections to the left and right of them immediately, uh, to some effect, both whether it's supporting combats, throwing spells, that kind of thing. We will have up to 12 players in this event. We're going to run this event over 8 hours. And the best part about this event is that if something happens where you want to go attend something else, maybe at the con that's in another window, say maybe early in the morning or in the afternoon, or you just your army gets crushed or whatever it might be, and you're like, well, this is going to be boring if I sit here for the rest of the day or there's something like, or like I said, there's something else you want to go do, that's fine. Leave the game, come back in it, throw another game ticket in the pot, Boom, set up at the start of whoever's across from you's turn. The turns are, your turn is only sequenced with the player that's playing across from you. Or if there is no player playing across from you, then the player to your immediate right. And we go at it. There's going to be objective markers on the board. There will be random things that will happen at certain times throughout the day based on who controls which objective markers. And it's going to be just kind of a crazy, great fun kind of game. Wisco Dice is proud to bring this to uh, this Game Old Con, which is the first year Game Old Con has been around. So we're looking for, uh, hopefully, to make this a great event and to build a great relationship with this convention for the years to come. So make sure you go to Game Old Con. If you're not going to North Star, which is the same weekend, come on up, play this crazy game, check out. There's Not only is there... This crazy game, but there's tons of great events throughout the weekend. Go to the GameholeCon.com, get your badge, get your event tickets, and read, and check out all the other cool stuff and guests that are going to be at this event. Finally, on December 14th, 2013, we're going to bring you Merry Mayhem. 
Merry Mayhem is in its fifth year and is a charity event, miniatures event for Toys for Tots. Last year we generated just under $2,100 total between cash and toys for Toys for Tots. It was a great year for us. Best year we've ever had. But this year we're going to try to make things better in our fifth year. And to do that, we're going to go ahead and we've rented our own venue space. It's still going to be a single day, not just on December 14th. We're going to include Warhammer Fantasy Tournaments. We're going to include War Machine Hordes. We're going to include Warhammer 40K. We're even trying to get Flames of War to be at the event at the same time. We're working with some really cool sponsors that we're starting to bring on board. And there's lots of other little events that will be coming to Merry Mayhem that you're going to get all the exclusives on and about here through Wisco Dice. So make sure you're catching those exclusives, paying attention, and get it on one of our social media Markets. That's all. We all of this, all the special event stuff is going to be initially announced and promoted through the Wisco Dice podcast first and foremost. At Merry Mayhem uh, for your Warhammer Fantasy players, we're going to have a two thousand point Warhammer Fantasy Battles tournament. This is the tournament we've had every year. It's strongly based on the holiday theme scenarios that we have. So there'll be three unique scenarios. And yes, folks, that's right. A lot of people heard about double dawn attacks deployments last year. I apologize for that. That we won't even have a dawn attack and deployment at all this year. I plan on using meeting engagement, battle line, and either blood, either the deployment for blood and glory or just another battle line deployment. We, it is to be determined, but it's something that the Madison folks are all kind of putting in their input as I kind of write together the draft scenarios. And as soon as the draft scenarios are, are through a play test or two, we will put them up on the Mary Dash Mayhem website as well so that you guys can play them. We want to be fully forthcoming with everything that we use for this particular tournament so that you folks stay informed and are ready to be able to play and at a competitive level throughout the event. Not to mention that at Merry Mayhem, we were bringing back one of the best things that we've been able to do so far and secure we can bring in news is that we have secured Jim's Meat Market for another year of supplying us the brats and fixings. So we will be serving lunch throughout the event as well. Make sure you're catching our social media feeds or listening to the podcast for all of the cool announcements as well as following us and checking out the Mary Dash Mayhem site. If you're not registered for that event, you can go ahead and get all of your tickets and register for the events that are currently published and posted at mary-mayhem.com, the events on December 14th. We look forward to having you there. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. It's been great talking to you about everything and, and letting you hear the, the battle report in the first half of this game. Stay tuned for the second half in Part B. Make sure you just go download it straight from the site. It should be available right now. And listen to and find out what the rest of this battle brings. Peace out. <laughs>